0: What's up, friends? My name's Maddie.
1: And I'm Reeves. And
0: we're the O oh God Podcast, and we want to wish you a Merry, Merry Christmas.
1: Christmas. We are a faith podcast that seeks to create space to question things, to rediscover how we connect with the divine uh, through conversations about the things that we're learning, that we're processing through, that we're struggling with. Um, and nothing is off limits. We like to try to talk about the things that we don't usually get to talk about within the walls of church.
0: So welcome, friends, to a faith community that hopes to redefine faith in a world that isn't quite as definitive as the church can often make it seem.
1: Wow! Thieves. Hi. We got two things to celebrate. So many things.
0: First off, Merry Christmas. And Merry Christmas. I hope you are feeling the fullness of the holiday
1: season, holiday cheer. I'm so full, <laughs> I <laughs> might burst. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> the image that went into my head was Violet Beauregard <laughs> from um, oh, Willy Wonka, where she's like the big old blueberry like about to burst I so know. that's how i blueberry, feel about christmas a i'm a holiday blueberry oh my
0: gosh <laughs> okay um that's exciting yeah also, i mm-hmm. am a podcast blueberry you're
1: <laughs> because <laughs> i'm so excited it's um, our one year it is our one year good job pal oh good God. job everyone out there Friends, we did it happy one year happy, happy one year happy we did it i don't know <laughs>
0: Oh, oh my gosh. It is crazy to think. Truly, like one year ago, I was like, here's this friend. Mm-hmm. I've known her for about a month.
1: Right. We were, I mean, we're going to we, get a bank account together. We knew it was one of those situations where I knew we were going to be close. Yeah. But we weren't quite at that level. Like we both saw that we would be. And so we just dove straight <laughs> in head first and got a bank account together. Yeah
0: the most commitment I've had in my life in a really long
1: time and I
0: you know I'm just I mean I got a bank
1: account with you way faster than (laughs) I did with Austin so so I guess there's that well look out Austin (laughs) happy holidays I'm coming to Christmas good old money bags over here (laughs) (laughs) yeah oh man (laughs) man guys this
0: has been so fun Mm. um Reeves what has been your favorite part of the last year
1: Ooh, favorite part of the last year Mm-mm-mm. I think like as cheesy as it sounds and I think I say it every single time but just the conversations we get to have mm-hmm. um, like I know over the summer like both of us were crazy crazy busy and so there came some points for like me personally where I was just really like I just felt like there was so much going on, and I feel like I had to take a beat to really reconnect with the why behind mm-hmm. what we're doing, and I feel like the thing I came back to when I was like, okay, what what about this is fruitful, and what am I really enjoying, and it's genuinely the conversations, yeah. and the ability to like open up a dialogue, like the amount of people who have messaged us to be like, this is really valuable, and it's allowed me to like have new conversations, and I've reconnected with a fran- friend over your podcast, and um, just being able to talk about things that people don't I know that I didn't always feel safe talking about in right. church, um, has been really beautiful and fun. Yeah. I love
0: that. Yeah, I think that is definitely one of my favorite parts. Um, mm-hmm. And so I say a yes to yours before <laughs> or I say mine, because I feel like mine is a little more like, not selfish, but per- like more personal. And that I think um, when we started this, I was in a place where I, like, I really needed it. Yeah. Like, there were things, and there, I mean, there's still things that I'm working through and, like, maybe we'll never come to a conclusion on, um, but there was just a lot of stuff that I mm-hmm. needed to unpack. And yes. And I think it's been Same. so nice to, like, have an outlet for that, but to also, I think for me, create a reason to push me to do it. Because yes. I know myself. Yeah. And I need that person who's across right. the room that's going to go, hey, we got this thing we need to yeah. be doing. Yeah. And so, for me, it's been a huge thing in my own faith journey mm-hmm. to get to, like, do this with all of you. So, yeah. cheesily, non-cheesily, very much, like, y'all are part of my Absolutely. faith development and faith yes. community, and I'm really grateful for you.
1: Yeah, that is so true. I... Don't think I've really thought about that, but just the way that like personally I do feel like it has pushed me because like I am not someone really, at least before this podcast, that like openly talked about some of my hot takes, like mm-hmm. hot theological takes. Um, and now we're just speaking <laughs> into the Internet. No, but whole, yeah, exactly. right. And um, but I, I feel like it really has like given the confidence and just like the self-discovery of being able to talk about things openly and feeling so much more. I mean I definitely don't have more answers I think than Mm -hmm. when we started but I think I have more context and more um I don't know just the ability to sit in the 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 ability to sit and just be okay with the process of like learning and unlearning and relearning um with a, a entire group of people who's also asking those questions has been beautiful
0: yeah I love it it's been fun and I think Speaking it into existence in the next year, I mean, obviously keeping this going, but really I, my hope is that we can continue to build off of it, right? Yeah. Right. Like the goal in anything isn't to just stay there. So in the goal, yeah. and even some of the conversations we've had about approaching things from a different way, it's not to just stay in a place of uncertainty right, about a thing, right? but to push us to keep evolving how we think about it. Absolutely. And so, you know, I'm hoping that not only do each of us like continue to evolve in a thought, but that more people get to come. And engage in this. Yeah. Because every single person we talk to you gives a perspective on something that I'm like, I never even thought about with that.
1: Right. Would be. Yeah. Um,
0: and that just makes it that much better. So it does. We love you. We're thankful for you.
1: Yes. Thank you, you. Thank you. Thank you.
0: Bring me holiday cheer. Yes. Um, and yes we're gonna kick off the christmas episode yeah.
1: oh and like the fact that spotify wrapped just came out oh, and, and that it weren't your spotify wrapped right oh. oh my gosh that made me so, so emotional,
0: emotional. <laughs> i was literally sitting there and i was like <laughs> shout it's out to everyone like my who ta- mom right. too it was like other people
1: yes yeah, the <laughs> fact that people like tagged us on instagram and that we were on your spotify wrapped and um Spotify does, like, a Wrapped for podcasters, Mm -hmm. and so seeing, like, the amount of people, like, it told us, I can't remember off the top of my head, but, you know, the amount of people who listen to us more than any other podcast or things like that is just, like, a, I don't know, it was, it it was a good little boost of just, like, okay, people care, (laughs) (laughs) people are listening, we're not just talking into the void, right, 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 as therapeutic as it is, even if no one's listening, (laughs) but I'm glad there are people listening, (laughs) I'm
0: glad we can do it together, right, oh my gosh, Uh. so, this is the Christmas episode, and Christmas. we have really done a formal Christmas episode before. No. So technically,
1: this is the first one. Yeah, because last year, I think it was literally our second. Yeah, like it was like episode. Yeah, it was a language for I God, God my episode, right? To it on the TV. Same. Like Austin <laughs> and I drove. Um, we were driving to his mom's house on mm-hmm. Christmas Eve and listened to the episode. Yeah. Hmm.
0: So we're gonna do like a whole little thing today. I'm very right. excited. Um, really, m- what I want to do is just like talk about Christmas. I feel right. like um. I've noticed this more in myself in the last couple of years as I've actually, like, more critically thought about major holidays within my faith. Um, But I think Christmas, it's a big day. Right. Arguably, like, one of the biggest. Right. Um, And I think we all have such an interesting relationship to it. Some of it is really complicated and hard and painful, and some is really positive and exciting and engaged. And that just depends on, like, the background that we've had with the day. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes it's helpful um, to just be able to share our where we're at with each other mm-hmm. around big holidays um, so that we can find, like, these small steps moving forward where we can engage the concepts that they represent yeah. in a way that feels healthy.
1: Absolutely. I feel like I've had a lot of conversations with close friends um, and people like that I've met through the show about how once you start deconstruction um it those like big holidays are hard because Mm -hmm. then it's like this weird tension of I used to enjoy these traditions and now I'm so uncertain about what I believe and so how does that change the way that I I view this day and so for some people that's like this process of mourning for some people they still find you know a lot of joy in those practices Mm -hmm. but I think it's important to like talk about these specific days and what they mean to us and how that's evolved and yeah what we can still like take away and really enjoy
0: yeah Mm -hmm. and I will just tease out, um, I have a potential, um, like, customizable way to engage Christmas that Woohoo! I'm trying this year okay. i share with you. Um, I'm excited. So be sure to stick around until the end yeah. of the episode so it makes sense when we get there. So as we get going, we're going to be asking each other some questions back and forth, and we're going to be talking about them, but I want to encourage you to ask yourself these questions um just for funsies maybe it's a journaling prompt you can message us your answers we would love to hear them you can email us dm us whatever um but think about them and sit with them as well so that we can talk about them together so with that Reeves I want to know what is your favorite Christmas memory oh I love this
1: okay I feel like um I don't have a like specific Christmas that pops out but Hands down, my just consistently favorite part of Christmas is um, so with my dad being a pastor, every church that we'd always been at has like the sort of 11 o'clock candlelight service. Um, And I feel like my favorite thing is that we would always, um, I mean, we'd have to go to every single service together as a family. So we'd usually go to like, you know, the five, the seven, and then the 11. And by the 11, we're all just, like, really tired, but we'd usually, like, we'd all wear our little pajamas or whatever. (laughs) Uh Um, And my family, I don't know how this started, but usually we'd all sit together, and when it came time to, like, sing the hymns, we'd all sing it just slightly off-key on purpose. And that is probably my favorite <laughs> Christmas tradition. I know that's not like a specific memory, but um, just like standing at the, you know, 11 o'clock service, singing the hymns a little bit off key with my family.
0: The visual that I got with that is right. s- makes my heart so warm. Mm-hmm. And it's just, you know, Jesus at his birthday party. Watching y'all, sing, yeah, just a little, just a little off, off
1: key because he's had as, like the pastor's of family, and well. everyone else is like, Who are these hooligans? So well,
0: he's had like, to sit through all of them, too, right? Right, 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 like, right. right. Key too,
1: oh man, fun. yeah, anyways, I love that. And then after that service, we'd usually all go to Waffle House together at like oh. one in the morning. Your, your family's so a good. Waffle House family, we love Waffle House, <laughs> I'm gathering yeah, we love it, love amazing. it, amazing.
0: Yeah. I think, um, so my family. Um, I, I have divorced parents, so I do one Christmas with my mom and one with my dad, and when I was growing up, um, we would alternate Christmas Eve, Christmas Day between, Mm -hmm. and on the years that, um, my dad got me for Christmas Eve and Christmas, like, Christmas Eve into Christmas Day, um, my uncle and my dad would drive in from Indianapolis, where our family was, to pick me up from St. Louis, and then we would go back, and, um, it was always so fun because especially as a kid like my extended family I only really got to see a couple times a year Mm -hmm. um and so I loved getting to go on those road trips with my uncle and getting to like spend time with my family um and so that is always one that kind of is fun but recently we started doing on my dad's side um a bowling tournament every year I love that we call it the Denton family jingle bowl (laughs) We I invite was not ready for that pun. Oh, the jingle bowl. I have photos. Um, if oh, we're lucky, so
1: I will maybe. day I have. yes. Oh my gosh. At least share them with me.
0: Um, there's one where I'm in a, a costume that uh-huh. looks like like Santa's like hanging off of me. Um, another one we went, It was 80s themed, so we all went dressed up as MC Hammer. <laughs> um, for <laughs> ours but like so for example this year's theme is movies and so we invite like extended family extended friends mm-hmm. we take up like every lane at this bowling alley mm-hmm. and every team has to come dressed as a different movie so I this year that. we're split into we we're doing dodgeball mm-hmm. um, and I'm going as Peter LaFleur so I'm gonna get like a wig <laughs> and like the whole thing <laughs> um, but we have the full full costumes last year it was 80s my second our second family team came as um, like Ric Flair,
1: mm-hmm. and like, they, I mean,
0: Amazing. all out costumes. Um, wow, we take it so seriously, yeah. it's been really fun. Um,
1: is it always the same bowling alley? Yes, like, did they know y'all by <laughs> so now? Okay, so <laughs> now
0: they're like, didn't they expect it, right? Yeah, <laughs> but they get to vote on the contest winners too, so oh, it's been nice. kind of fun to like let fun. Them float around and vote on people. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's really fun. So this year, we're doing um, the Jingle Bowl.
1: I love and, that.
0: And um, I'm going as a Dodgeball character, which, fun fact about me, that is in my top five favorite movies of all time. So
1: I don't think I knew that. Mm-hmm. I, I love that. We should watch Dodgeball I together. I love <laughs> We'll dodgeball. add it to our insanely <laughs> long <laughs> list of movies we keep saying we're going to watch <laughs> and then never watch. we got
0: to figure that's out how to That's a story of my scream. life.
1: That's literally, I think, my love language, though, is suggesting we should watch that movie together <laughs> and then never watching it. That's me it's saying fine. I love you. Yeah, right. that's great. Right. Um, incredible.
0: So then... I don't know. Those are just fun, I think, yeah. in, like, starting off Christmas memories, mm-hmm. starting with something fa- maybe a little warm. But um, I think when we talk about Christmas, the significance of it is the thing mm-hmm. that I know I always struggle with. Um, so I'm curious, like, when you think about your past understandings of Christmas, what is what was the significance of it to you, maybe even mm-hmm. prior to this year or 2020 or whatever?
1: Right. So I feel like for for me, for young Reeves, um... Growing up, the significance of Christmas was this, I don't know, really, um, (laughs) as cheesy as it is, I feel like the song that keeps coming to mind right now is Silent Night. Just Mm -hmm. that image of, like, this very, like, holy, untouched time um, that we're kind of celebrating and remembering this idea of um, the miracle of what happened and how Jesus, like, or how God really came to earth um, and just sort of the beginning of that whole era. So I feel like, um, yeah, just this very this very sweet and tender and quiet, holy holiday um, full of just kind of reflection and wonder over God's character and the mystery of how God interacts with, um, like, how God came to this earth and why. I feel like that is sort of my my past understandings of how I feel about Christmas.
0: Uh I love that you did that mm-hmm. um, or that that was what it is. Cause I think mine was really similar for a long time and in some ways it still is. Um, but what I'm learning is that like that is, so have you heard of like high Christology, low Christology? Mm-hmm. So that has come up a lot. And um, th- for me at least in thinking about like my understanding of Christmas and like the right. significance of it. So Christology is this like part of basically a fancy word for how we describe our belief um, on the nature and the workings of Jesus. So, mm-hmm. if you have a high sense of Christology, you're looking at Jesus as God first, mm-hmm. that has a, hum- a like God who has a human experience. Mm-hmm. If the lower Christology is more of an emphasis on Jesus as a human, that was also divine.
1: Interesting. So it's yeah. looking
0: at like the counter thing. So, for example, um, if we look at Paul. Paul often had a really high Christology. Like in Philippians he talks about um, Jesus who being in very nature God did not consider equality with God yeah, something yeah. to be u- right. Like Jesus was God first. Mm-hmm. Um, versus looking at like Luke, where Jesus grew both in body and wisdom, gaining favor with God and men. Jesus was a human that mm-hmm. acquired those favors, yeah. right? Or no one knows, however the day or hour will come, nor the sun nor the angels. Jesus was surprised when he heard this like this idea of Jesus being human right, right and then engaging with us and my Christmas memory or experiences of understanding of Christmas was similar for a long time mm-hmm. um, because that's how I feel like it's always pitched especially on Christmas Eve right. like you want to make it this divine thing and so we take like the human the humanity of the reality of, of a birth and then we like take all the human stuff away and it's just this Holy (laughs) untouched quiet somber Uh like uh amazing moment and gifts are there and everything's great um and that's beautiful Mm -hmm. um and as a kid i think maybe that was the only thing i was ever gonna like grasp onto yeah um but i think the more i grow into like a like a person who's had to deal Mm -hmm. with things or has seen like a newborn baby Mm -hmm. (laughs) like the lower my christology becomes um and that's also, I guess, to say that I even had a connection. I think I also, um, for a long time, viewed Christmas as not even a holiday about Jesus. It was, like, more of a time to see my family. Yeah. Um, and so it was so centered on family and community that I almost connected more to this idea that Joseph had to, like, go home and see his parents Yeah. <laughs> <than> <laughs> yeah like, yeah. anything else. Um, or this, like, big marketed day. Um, right. But I think that that is interesting when we think about how we approach our understanding of Christmas even now, um, that a lot of us are pitched this very high church, disconnected, holy, untouchable image of Christmas, mm-hmm. um, and not necessarily something that feels more human.
1: Mm-hmm. Maddie, how do you view Christmas now? Oh,
0: thank you for asking. Mm-hmm um (laughs) i'm honored truly (coughs) i would love to talk about it treasure i've been trying to talk about (laughs) it for a hot minute um (laughs) i think um christmas for me now is definitely i'm in a place where i'm way more on the low christology end of things Mm -hmm. like i and i think i'm there for a lot of things Mm -hmm. um i think that's where i'm at in deconstruction and reconstruction as a whole is like i need To connect my faith back to me, yeah, so that I can figure out how do I connect it back to you, like how do I bridge that over? Um, And so what I've started recognizing more is like I have been loving dialogue that I've seen around um, the actual like human lived experience of what it would have looked like Mm -hmm. to give Mm -hmm. birth to Jesus, Mm -hmm. like every element of like if I were Mary at any point in this story. (laughs) Like, what the heck is going on mm-hmm. in my brain? But then also, like, what does it mean for me that God became a person? Mm-hmm. Um. And so I think in some ways it's the celebration of God's body. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in turn, it becomes the celebration of my own. Um, and that really, like, became this, like, shifting kick for me during COVID. I think when I was just like spending an entire Christmas by myself, Mm -hmm. um, I got to like really thinking about like how much that sucked and how much the whole year had sucked. And I remember just having this whole moment of, um, having to uh, like sit with this idea that, um, God had a body like I did Mm -hmm. or like uh, anyone did. Um, Mm -hmm. and all of the things that I was feeling, um, the stress and anxiety and grief and sadness and loss, things that other people were feeling, things that other people were experiencing, <laughs> like like death from COVID, those sorts of things, that God might right. actually understand that more than mm-hmm. I would think because of the experience of being in a body and living a human life. Yeah. Um, And so that was huge for me because I would argue that that was the first Christmas I've ever had where I felt like there was a more heavy significance to it than there had been in the past. Yeah. Um, And so I don't know, like, uh, like how you're kind of interpreting it now. I think this year I'm trying to do this thing where I spend more time, like celebrating my own body. Mm -hmm. So spending more time with like, how do I relate in some ways? Like, how do I relate to food? How do I talk about myself? Mm -hmm. How do I feel about, being able to like embrace where I'm at right now in my body, the things that I can do, the way that the things that it's capable of Um, and to sit with like the vulnerability that that takes to have that within myself and to know that like God also had to then face those same questions because Jesus was a person in a body. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah.
1: Which is just kind of fun. That is. I think that is so interesting I never really um until this moment thought about how specifically like my Christology in terms of high low has shifted in the deconstruction process because I think um I'm interestingly I feel like I'm I'm kind of mirroring you like um o- the opposite of you I guess like the reverse or whatever where I feel like the idea of Jesus being in a lived body was really, really important to me pre-deconstruction. And now I'm in a place where I really struggle with the idea of Jesus being in a lived body or or there being, you know, the fact that God came to earth and lived in a body. And I don't know, I know that there's a lot I need to unpack there, but I think it's interesting that like, I don't think I'd noticed that until right now having this conversation but this idea of I feel like I connect right now a lot more with the idea of you know how did God interact with us through the Christmas story and how does this idea like I think I've struggled with Christmas a lot more the past two or three years because I'm struggling with that idea of Jesus being in a physical body, of like Mm. God being in a body. And so for me, Christmas, like this year I'm excited and I feel like I've been a lot more connected spiritually and I'm sort of, you know, in a different phase of my deconstruction where I'm not quite as jaded or skeptical all the time. So I feel like I'm able to kind of exist maybe a little bit more in the chaos of it all. But um, yeah, just thinking about that idea of I think the past two years I've really struggled, like I've almost – tried to not think about what I view Christmas as because I was still so much in that questioning phase of, like, what does this holiday mean to me? Mm -hmm. And if I'm already struggling with that idea of God being, like, coming to earth as a human, then, like, that's literally the whole Christmas story. So, like, then that's causing a lot of tension, right? But, um, yeah, I feel like now thinking of it in this sense of, like, I don't know, just that, that... beauty and authenticity of um, what does it mean for God to have become human and I was reading something the other day and preparing for um uh or something we were going to talk about in in the college ministry I work for and um so we were actually (laughs) we were talking about um aliens and how we think about aliens can (laughs) like interact with um with like the god or not really the gospel well I mean, yeah, I guess the gospel, like how, how aliens just in general interact with, um, like how that could impact the way that we view God. (laughs) Anyways, we talk about a lot of fun things, um, (laughs) in the neighborhood, but, um, anyways, one of the things that I was reading because, uh, people often, when we start that conversation around faith with aliens, the thing that comes up is like Jesus, right? And, um, so there was this whole dialogue around like, you know why why did Jesus become human and how does that interact with like salvation um but one quote that I really loved was this idea that like Jesus became human in order to teach human to be divine mm. um which I love and that was a, that was something that I read for the first time where it really clicked where I was like okay that that clicks with me mm-hmm. as something about like I don't know maybe it's just the way that I, I heard Jesus preached for so long that I felt like in my mind again there's a lot to unpack here as I'm saying this but in my mind human is imperfect and therefore if Jesus became human then like
0: mm-hmm.
1: that means that he wasn't perfect right that's, and I need to unpack yes. a lot there in the way that we talk about human bodies right but that like so that yes to yeah. that entire thing right yeah. and
0: that's That is the thing, the messaging that I think all of us have received for so long, Mm -hmm. especially when we think about, like, not even just like religiously the value of a body, but like our own bodies as a whole. Like, the church teaches that, like, what happens in your flesh is bad. Your body is bad. Right, like, the flesh is
1: sinful. Like, we equate that is so ingrained. Right.
0: And so, for God to take on a human body completely contradicts that. And I think the reason that became more in depth for me was because I was in a place where I'm already pushing back against what I'm being told is supposed to be a thing. And for whatever reason in that moment, I was like, I just kind of need you to get it because if you don't Mm -hmm. and you Mm -hmm. made all of, like you made me and you don't know what it feels like to go through this, that really sucks. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think like to me, the Christmas story becomes that much cooler Mm -hmm. when I can, equate it to this idea of like like actual childbirth Mm -hmm. and the vulnerability of that to me speaks to a commitment um to relationship on god's part like Mm -hmm. god could have come down as a full human too like god didn't have to come as a baby
1: Mm -hmm.
0: like that's a very direct choice they could have beamed jesus down as a 30 year old man out of the gate and called Mm -hmm. it good um but there was a choice there that is intentional in going through a full pregnancy and a full birth and being a toddler that has to depend on another person and a child where Mary had to change Jesus's diapers and Jesus had blowouts probably <laughs> and you know he had to go through all of the process of learning how to walk and he had mm-hmm. tantrums and he did things and I think when I started thinking of that I began to r- really also begin to question um. This this tension, um, between. Like, what is sin? Like, brokenness right. and right. sin, what and is what is sin? mistake? Right, and those are not not synonymous. Um, yeah. Um which is a whole other thing right? because you're taught like anything that isn't perfect is bad. But like, what is perfection? Right. Um, if mm-hmm. Christ came as a child and had to learn how to do things. And as we yeah. know, in some of the written testimonies, Jesus was killing and reviving people all through his childhood because yeah. he didn't know how to control his powers. Mm-hmm. And yet he was sinless, mm-hmm. which means that like the things that Jesus did were lessons to be learned. Mm-hmm. They were not inherently sinful.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, which then becomes a whole other thing all of that stemming from the fact that like God had to be a person.
1: Right. Oh, I love that a lot. It makes me think of several things. Mm -hmm. Um, So when we were having that conversation around aliens, one of the (laughs) things, (laughs) I'm I'm not going to talk about aliens this whole time, I swear, (laughs) but like we literally, (laughs) I mean, maybe that could be a whole other episode because it was a fun conversation, let me tell you. But um, uh, one of the things that came up is because we were talking about this whole idea of, um, So again, like Christology really comes up a lot if we start this conversation around aliens and what it means to be saved and whether God did that with every single, you know, living thing Mm -hmm. or not, or just humans or whatever. But um, one thing that came up was uh, kind of that idea that you're talking about around sin versus mistake or that idea around... um, Does every single life force need to be, quote unquote, like saved by a similar Jesus? Like, and some specifically believed that like Jesus died. The only reason that Jesus could have saved humans is because Jesus was human. Mm -hmm. Therefore, like he had a whole theory about like Lucifer, who was a fallen angel, couldn't be saved by Jesus. Lucifer would have to be saved by another angel. So, Mm -hmm. like, Lucifer had this whole theory, or Lucifer, LOL, Um, (laughs) Anselm had this whole theory that, like, you know, you have to be saved by a like being. Um, But I feel like that whole conversation, when we were talking about that in Crew, it came up, like, you know, well, then what about, like, dogs or animals? Like, Mm -hmm. you wouldn't necessarily look at an animal and say that they're sinning. Like, you would say, Mm -hmm. oh, like, that's nature or whatever. But I feel like that um, is really interesting when we think of this idea of sin versus mistake, where it's, like, Sometimes we're simply like (laughs) making mistakes, and like that's a part of nature. Like a tantrum is a part of a two year old being a two year old. Mm -hmm. You're not gonna have a two year old who doesn't have a tantrum. Like that's literally just part of learning and growing. And I don't think that those things are sinful because they aren't quote unquote perfect, right? You know, um, yeah, which I think just like gets really interesting. And like we've talked about several different like definitions for sins, but the one that really resonates with me is that idea of like an abusive power that God used us for good. Right. Mm -hmm. And so there's a lot of things that some people might say are sins that aren't abusive power, you know, whatever. Anyways. Yeah. yeah.
0: No, I mean, I, yes to all of that. And I think, um, one of the things that I think about a lot in this conversation, um, there's two kind of longer quotes, but really, um, Nadia Bowles Weber has a video Mm -hmm. on the work of the people that is so good.
1: We love Nadia.
0: Um, yeah, peace, love, Nadia. Um, but there's, this is like somewhat of what it says, um, slightly paraphrased, but um, the significance of that God would not spare God's self the indignity of something like hiccups mm-hmm. um, or that God became flesh, all of this stuff that disappoints us all the time, gets in the way, doesn't look like we, uh, we think it should, ages, gets fat, stops producing insulin the ways in which our physical bodies can fumble and disappoint us. And yet that is exactly what God chose to have. Um, Mm. And what does it mean then that we have a human body um, that God chose to make God's home within the body? And what does it mean about the fact that I have a human body and what does it mean about how I treat other human bodies? Mm. Um, And then Scott, the painter has one that says um, his being human affirms our being human and affirms that we are not supposed to be anywhere else, but here he affirms that we in some mysterious way are an, I can't say the word <laughs> of something seen <laughs> and unseen. Um, mm. And I think for me, it's like uh, all encompassing of the fact that like being in a body. Is significant, anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, we have all of this imagery in scripture that I've had to wrestle with a lot that on one hand is preached that the body is terrible. And on the other hand is preached that God validates the body right, that the Holy Mm -hmm. Spirit dwells within us, that my body is a temple that God would choose to dwell in Mm -hmm. as it is, like, not after I've decided to go and do a bunch of things and get in shape and be healed, but, like, in that moment, it is good enough for God, right, Um, because a human body is good enough, Mm -hmm. because it was intentionally made in the same sense of creation as everything else, right, Um, but then also remembering that, like, Jesus had siblings, and Jesus had a mom and a stepdad, or like a weird home life. And he was, people were really nice to him and people were really mean to him. And he was also, his whole life was so vulnerable across the board mm-hmm. um, from even like choosing to live and to be dependent on other people, um, which I think is also this interesting space of humanity that we don't lean into enough of like right. divine becoming human to teach human how to be divine. Like, right. how do you live in? in that kind of a space with other people. Um, I don't know. It just all becomes more significant to me around Christmas, thinking about those pieces.
1: Yeah. Something I just thought of was, um, I wonder if that tension between, because we do see in scripture, the body is holy, and then we do see in scripture, the body is evil. Mm. (laughs) Um, But I feel like a lot of that traces back to, like, um, it was a very Greek notion to think that the body was innately bad, like, that was a very platonic belief that, like, the body itself was simple and that in death, like, our soul was the thing that was perfect and it's trapped within a body. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's a much more Jewish belief to believe that, like, the body itself was good and, like, right, I mean, one of the primary beliefs was that there would be a physical resurrection. Like, the Mm -hmm. body was a very important thing. And so I feel like I'd be curious to look back at Scripture and see the places I would almost but my life on the fact that anywhere we see where it's talking about the body being sinful, Mm -hmm. it's a much more, it's either for a Greek audience or has a lot of Greek influence. Whereas like the verses being like a much more um, Judean thought.
0: Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I, I mean, I think that that sounds right. Um, And I think that that also is interesting. Again, when we think about how we interpret scripture to then understand our relationship to God, that like, our current context matters just as much as it did when it was written, you know, right. to like recognize their context, to figure out how are we reading it? And then knowing those two things, how does this sit with me? Mm-hmm. Um, it matters and yeah. it changes the way that
1: you read and yeah. interpret what that says. Mm-hmm. It also makes me think of um, those quotes you read. It makes me think of there's a Richard Rohr quote about how God loves things by becoming them. Um, which I think very much ties pay. in to this conversation so good, around yeah. incarnation where God loved humans by becoming them. And I think we can look at that quote in a lot of ways, right? Like God just simply loving things by becoming and creating, like, you know, the universe or whatever. But um, that's that's a quote that keeps replaying in my mind right now in this mm-hmm. conversation around incarnation and the significance of of being in a human body.
0: Yeah. No, I love that. Um, it makes me think also – So incarnation like theology also has a lot of understandings like there's a lot of conversation around the significance of jesus's human body and people believe different things about that when it comes to different concepts around sin and salvation and resurrection and all of the things um but the one that i just personally lean the most closely to um is this walk in the garden understanding so Mm. um it's one that says that like to become human was a fulfillment of god's love that they wanted, again, like you said, to be present and living among us. Um, And I think there's so many things that change about the way that I view and approach God when I think about the fact that God was a person, like a whole person, Mm -hmm. right? Like, what does it mean to be a leader if not to get down on the ground floor as low as it can go and actively engage leadership right like actively engage (laughs) with what's happening and come as
1: someone who didn't have status like just a
0: you know whatever yeah to do it from the ground Mm -hmm. up and to Mm -hmm. take the time yeah to make sure that you walk with people through that what does it look like to be i like i know even in the creation episode when we talked about like stewards of the land like my understanding of what it means to steward the world around me becomes very different. When I think about the fact that God didn't just like God, if God was intentional about wanting to just fix all the problems, God could do it at any time. Right. Right, Like the intentional choice to just come and show. Right. As a means of stewarding relationship with humans, but then also, um, to continue to engage and to show and to work with Mm -hmm. us and to choose to do things with us because the relational component of it is almost more important than our understanding of the perfection Mm -hmm. of its execution, um, is like huge to me. Um, and just like the changes, the way that I view God and then the way that I view my own body, um, and so, taking a very long and convoluted trip into my brain. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm ready. Buckle up. <laughs>
0: Strap in, folks. <laughs> you might get lost because <laughs> <a long laughs> I probably you will too. You know that is okay. Yeah. Like last week or last week, last episode, we talked about um, astronomy and the stars and some of those things. And I just think that like this relationship to God through a human Jesus becomes so much more interconnected when we think about all of that. That like God. All throughout scripture spend so much time trying to figure out how to get us in relation to mm-hmm. one another. Right. Um, and every single time it like it works but it doesn't, and it works but it doesn't, and God's never satisfied with it not being there. Mm-hmm. Um in this also this whole idea of like us being created with the same elements that the entire world is yeah. created. Like we are a piece of this bigger component. Created in the image of a creator mm-hmm. in which the creator chooses to dwell in order to continue creating yeah. like this, like we uh. play a piece in this bigger machine Yes, in every form and iteration that we mm-hmm. come. Um, and that, you know, it wasn't enough to just say that we were valued in our bodies or that our ba- bodies were intentionally made or anything like that. And it wasn't enough to just like choose to pop in um, and to do things with us but to actually say, like, I value this thing that I mm-hmm. made so much that I'm going to actually be it. Yeah. So that you see that I care enough to do it and to mm-hmm. put myself at the risk of you killing me. Um, and because I love you so much, I'm going to go through with it all the way to the end um, because I want you to see that this is, that this is possible. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that all of that is huge. So when I think about Christmas – and the significance of the birth of Christ, all of that stuff comes with it, um, which then I means that I spend a whole day just ruminating in my thoughts
1: because mm-hmm. <laughs> you've
0: got ten threads that you run down.
1: Ooh, yes. I feel like that really makes me think about this idea of... Um, uh Leonardo Boff who's a theologian that I really enjoy and I think we talked about this a little bit in our creation episodes Mm -hmm. but this idea of being a part of like an ever-transcending universe and like since we are so interconnected and share a lot of the same elements and things like that and you know believe that God created God is a cosmic God who created everything this idea of like the more deeper and genuine a relationship is the more we like um transcend together almost and i feel like a lot of the ways i look at jesus is this idea of teaching us how to be in better relationship and living in that relational space and therefore teaching us how to like transcend together like when we have that genuine connection
0: oh my god yes as you were talking uh all the p- the clicks um as per usual here's a little mike Fian- flanagan plug oh. so <laughs> we love him we love him uh, we are the universe dreaming of ourselves. So yeah, you said that. Uh, One of the things I remember from my physics class <laughs> is that matter cannot is neither created nor destroyed, right? Like yeah. matter doesn't go anywhere. So the right. very things that you were created with, that I am created with, have mm-hmm. always mm-hmm. existed, mm-hmm. and they were uniquely put together in order to create me in this moment, including the human physical body that Jesus chose to right. step into. Ooh, so you even have yeah. this whole idea of, yes, created in the image of a mm-hmm. creator, in the midst of elements in which that creator chose to physically embody and continues to physically embody because they don't go Mm -hmm. anywhere. Mm -hmm. And so Mm -hmm. even if we are transcending together, we are doing that as us now, as us before, as us to come, all of the things, which Mm -hmm. is why the
1: physical body mattered so much for Jesus. Because Uh. it wasn't
0: going anywhere.
1: Mm -hmm. Uh, Okay, Uh. so my 12-year-old brain immediately went to like, jesus's poop like be <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry to ruin this beautiful moment but i couldn't okay. not talk about like i was like oh man that's like saying there's dinosaurs right like around. right 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 <laughs> no literally the two things that came to my mind as you were saying that were <laughs> dinosaur poop and jesus poop and i'm like wow who am i and how mature um, am i because but also that means that god the, right right exactly moral the true theological lesson <laughs> we're taking away here is that jesus uh pooped yeah because he truly was human. Yeah, had some IBS every once in a while. Um,
0: <laughs> sorry, Lord. <laughs> sorry, Lord. <laughs> um, <laughs> I Church, and apologize.
1: Um, oh, okay. I'm sorry. To that was such a beautiful thought, and then I totally just sledgehammered it <laughs> with my <laughs> immaturity. No, I think it was great.
0: But no, I think like that. Uh, that to me is like so. It's the interconnectedness of all things, right? Right. Um, but knowing that, and knowing that, that means that God chose to not just engage, but to really imbue themselves into mm-hmm. the creation that we would continue to carry forth so that we really could continue to transcend together. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Jesus. Oh, <laughs> oh man. man Preach. <laughs> um, God, like stuff wow. like that is so good. And yes. I think, um, one of the reasons I think concepts like this are like di- even people who believe this, like it's difficult to talk about this in a church yeah. setting, is because you have to be in the right place to like hear and process through right. some of that. You yes. Know? Um, and and yet, like this is the kind of understanding of myself and of my body that I think would have been huge for me. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's huge for me now. So how much more significant would it have been as a, a teenager? Um, and how much further in certain spaces of my faith journey would I be? they're being relative Mm -hmm. um, if I would have thought about that sooner
1: right yeah like I think it is so important um, because it just it just changes so much depending on what stage we're in right and it's I think it's shifting and I think that's okay like for us to shift and evolve and um, rethink what we believe I believe that that is a healthy part of just like being alive and being human and using our brains Um, but I feel like wherever all of you guys are in how you're processing Christmas is okay. Like, I mean, even Mm -hmm. just as Maddie and I demonstrated, like, we're in in two different spaces of sort of, like, um, processing through and what really connects with us in terms of Christmas. And um, I think that those things, it's important to note, like, okay, why is that important to me, Mm -hmm. right? And, like, dig a little bit deeper of, like, why I have struggled so much to view Jesus in a physical body um, Mm -hmm. and processing those things. And, you know, yeah. Yeah.
0: So – in all of that, um, <coughs> <laughs> which is so good. I'm going to have to listen to this like 10 times. I know, right?
1: I feel like <laughs> I'm going <gonna have laughs> like to go have to go listen back real fast Yeah, um, I know, right?
0: <laughs> I, so what I want to do this year for me, and I want to extend this to something maybe that you can do as well. Um, I'm totally made this up for myself on the fly, so there's like nowhere to find it, um, is that like I want to spend some time this Christmas like – reflecting on the things that I want to celebrate about being a human in a body. Mm. Um, So I think for me, it will probably look a lot like um, like journaling prompts or um, eating something that makes me feel good because it makes me feel good and making that like a moment to like, just be happy with Jesus. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, those sorts of things, but like reflecting on like, I appreciate these things about myself and making little Mm -hmm. affirmations and kind of working with it. Um, because I want to connect more to the lived experience at Christmas um, so that I can have a better understanding of what it means to live into some of this stuff Mm -hmm. down the line.
1: Yeah. I like that idea of of sort of taking the time to reflect on humanity and what it looks like to live and exist as a human in a human body since God chose to live and exist as a human in a human body. Um, Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think that's really cool. Yeah. Mm. So – and all of that, friends. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Have you seen? Wait, you definitely have. You've seen Hot Rod. I literally was asking, I you and I was like, "That's how Hot our." Rod. I was like, "That's how our friendship <laughs> was formed." Like as I was asking, I was like, "I know she's seen Hot Rod." You know that moment where like the Ebenezer Scrooge is coming out of the bus <laughs> at that chaotic like bit at the end, and he's like out of the bus window, he's like, "And a cooked goose for <laughs> everyone." no uh, that's what's in my mind right now <laughs> i love that you made that reference thank that you thank you so and a cooked for everyone. <laughs> like literally as like rod is on the gr- okay yeah it's so good if you haven't seen it watch it go watch hot rod Christmas uh, film. Like not yeah, tied at all but not tied at all amazing mm.
0: <laughs> friends we hope you have a, a great christmas yeah. And we also recognize that like this it is a hard holiday especially yeah. if you're hearing a lot of emotional stuff so know that you can reach out to us Please all the time. Mm-hmm. We love to talk to you. Please reach out if you need anything mm-hmm. on discord, on Instagram, through email, whatever. Um, and you know, if this felt like something that was helpful to you um, or if there was something in here that you're like me and this person could talk about this for like 10 hours, send them the episode um, and have a conversation about right, it. And yeah. Then like maybe let us know what you talked about. Yeah. We'd love to know. Yeah. Um, you can follow us on Instagram. You can follow us wherever you stream the mm-hmm. show. Um, And know that we are thinking about you. We have loved getting to do this with you for the last year. And we cannot wait for another
1: year. Mm. Boom. Woo! Love you, bye! Okay, bye!